Welcome back in, ladies and gents, to another episode of All Holla. I'm Chase Green. I'm joined by my boy Mike Pipe today. How you doing, brother? Oh man, I'm I'm doing. I'm doing. Yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, once again, we love to do these right after Paul's basketball games. Um, I don't know if we like to torture ourselves and either have a real emotional reaction afterwards. I, I don't know, but <laughs> tonight's was very sad. Yeah. Demoralizing, sad. I don't know. You know, just all all the bad things. Unfortunately, why can't this Vols team rebound? That's that is the question of the day. And you know, I felt like if I know they had a big like their team's big, they're athletic. Mm-hmm. We we've got a pretty big team too. You know, I mean, Fulkerson, Eve Pons. I mean, we just got they just wanted it more. I think it really yeah. is one of the first times where just to me looked like a clear just a clear difference in desire and just going after the basketball. Um, I mean, anytime you get out rebounded by like 25 rebounds, I mean, you can chalk some of that up to size differential and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's no, you have no business as a team that we have that has all the athletes that we have. I mean, I know we're mm-hmm. not huge, but we had no business getting out rebounded by 25 rebounds. That's incredible. Yeah. And like the thing about it is, is the Vols, decided they're going to shoot 46%, hold Texas A&M to 30%, and we still lose a game. That's like – those are like always those incredible stats. Like yeah. how how do you shoot 16.3% better than somebody from two-point range and still lose? Oh, yeah, you give up a lot of offensive rebounds. Yeah. They didn't even they didn't even knock down like a ton of three-pointers. Like we were mm-hmm. – I think the Vols were 6-22 and they were 7-26. Right. It's just <clears throat> also the free throw differential tonight was 29 to 15. So that hurts Jeez. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, like you're saying, just got dominated on the boards. And Holy about, crap. The crazy thing is, I mean, with that, we still had a chance to win at the end. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that illegal spin call on Fulkerson. I thought that oh, was, yeah. Uh, that was, that was tic tac for sure, um, but yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, obviously, if you don't get out rebounded by twenty five rebounds, you're not in that position here, regardless. So exactly, I'm not trying to blame it all on that, but that definitely hurt. Like with thirty seconds left, having a, a call go against you where you don't even get a chance to put a shot up. But yeah, mm, those are anyway. tough. Yeah, twenty twenty three to four was the offensive rebound differential. Is not that's brutal. Jeez. That's that brutal. Is, that is brutal. I, I mean, <laughs> have you have you felt the same way? I know a lot of my friends that I've talked to, like, this Falls team tips around a lot of rebounds. Like, I don't feel like they ever just go up and grab it. You ever yeah. feel that way? No, I feel that way. And I think part of it, honestly, <clears throat> I, I think Fulkerson and Eve both, like, they're both a little bit um, – they're not the smoothest players, you know? Like, they're both pretty yeah. effective. But I wonder if they're just not quite as as coordinated as some guys like Grant Williams or guys like Admiral Schofield, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and not to say that they're not good athletes or good players because both of those guys play great against Kansas. But I do wonder. And again, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think it does come down to who wanted it more. And Texas A&M definitely wanted it. But I'm with you, though. I mean, there's not a lot of like just snatching rebounds out of the air like you would expect from from guys like Pons and even Josiah James and, and some of these guys that are really bigger guards and bigger, um, 
and even Fulkerson, you know, six foot ten or whatever. No, he's a six foot six seven, six eight. And he's a decent yeah, sized guy. Decent sized um, guys. But anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating, you know. It's like, ah, these guys like they're well coached. Um felt like this team played well against Kansas. You know, I right. I, I, yeah. I thought I actually thought this was one of those <clears throat> I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy that like blames it on the rest, but I thought there were some calls that Kansas got away with and you know, maybe could have shifted the game where Tennessee could have gotten a few points swung their way and, you know, things could have happened. But, I mean, right. uh, there's also factors that you can't guard. The big, giant, seven-foot African man right. who's really, really, <laughs> really, really strong, and he's lost weight, and he's more athletic, and just a tough man to guard. Just a big, big right. guy. Uh, I thought thought Rick did a good job uh, having the same game plan because the same thing happened last year. When Ozabuki right. was in the game – he was super effective, but right. get him in foul trouble. Uh, we did a lot of same stuff. I mean, as far as get there, there weren't there were pick and rolls, but they were like pick and drags, not pick and pops either. It was uh, putting Fulkerson in the middle of the lane, making him attack Ozabuki, and I thought that got him in some foul trouble, and that looked awesome. But yeah. then that didn't translate tonight, and I don't know if that's one of those like huge game day game hangovers that people have and like you said Texas a and just wanted it more I know they got chewed out from old buzz about the uh, their loss to Oklahoma State but right. yeah I'm with you it just seemed like they wanted it more and that's so frustrating especially coming from this team it's, this falls team is not as talented right. you, you almost have to want it more every single night and right. usually that's the case and didn't see that right that's I think, too, I mean, we put ourselves in a really, really tough spot if we want to have a shot at, at making it into the NCAA yeah. tournament. I mean, because we've talked about this before, but the back half of our SEC schedule is just brutal. Um, and to not be able to beat a team like Texas A&M that's a 500 team yeah. at home, I mean, that's that's a big loss, and that's something that you're not going to get back. So um, it's going to take a string of good fortune, I think, and for us to really put together some really, really solid performances to even have a shot um, at this point. I mean, we're just about – you know, you have to win probably 80% of the remaining games on our schedule, I think, to get into the tournament, which yeah. considering the, the level of play that we're going against in these next 10 games or so, I mean, that's going to be a tough stretch. Very tough stretch because uh, I, I felt like this game and Mississippi State were probably our two easiest left – Right, maybe Vandy, but the steel—that's the such a bigger, much bigger rivalry that you kind of never know in those things. But I don't know. Uh, I'm with you. We almost have to go in, and man, we play at some tough places. You know, Bama, South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky. I mean, it's that's tough at Arkansas. Just ugh. yeah, got some, got some, got a tough road ahead of us. Yeah, uh, for this team to make it, because uh, I mean, you kind of hope some weird way that with the suspensions that you'd maybe sneak one in Lawrence, Kansas. Right. Like how sweet oh, would that man. have been to like roll in, be like, hey, we got that win right. in Lawrence, baby. We got that win right. in Lawrence. Oh, that would have been great for the resume. And really, they didn't have. I mean, they had what two guys suspended, so it wasn't like they were missing the majority of their team or anything. I think it still would have been a big marquee win. Um, yeah, and we were close. I mean. I said it on the podcast last week, but I was like, you're going to have a hard time beating Kansas and the refs. And I I just yeah. – it 
I mean, obviously that wasn't the the entire story, but I saw that there was at the end of the game there was twenty four fouls called against Tennessee and like sixteen against Kansas, and it's like, yeah, man, that eight foul differential is huge, and and part of that's probably us trying to contain, you know, their big guy. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. I don't know. Still. I know. It's Ugh. tough. It really is because it, it it did have it did have that Lawrence Kansas officials vibe and I and I hate to be that guy but there's just sometimes it happens like there's just context that you know Ozbuki getting his fifth foul would have ruined them right. so they they're gonna let things go and play and you know they're usually fifty fifty calls anyways but how the game was played. Um, I thought that they really missed some calls on him towards the end. I thought Fulkerson did a really good job attacking him, hitting the chest, and you know, really trying to really trying to draw fouls and things like that, but in the right way. Yeah, you know, there's some guys that just go up and do the James Harden and you know pull the sweep arm thing and get a foul and crap like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I just uh, I thought thought Rick did another good job of big time matchup, great coaching stuff. Uh, the pick and drag game that we had, Pons played out of his mind. That you know, it's little those, it's those games. He's had a few of these. Obviously, that was the biggest one on the biggest stage. But I felt like he's really showing those flashes, yeah. really showing those flashes offensively. Like, hey, your boy can play. Sure. Your boy's always he's always been able to play some defense. And then tonight, uh, took a, took a nice little charge to get uh, their their star point guard. Uh, for Texas A&M out of the game. Um, so he's showing versatility as far as like all these defensive plays go, which you need that because that's what he is known for is just being, obviously he's leading the league in shot blocks. And then, um, but you know, a guy that can take charges, get rebounds, make big time impact plays, even because he, he dunks everything now. Right. Uh, that's what you want to see, but it gives me optimism. But then it's like, man, if we can't go out and beat, not a sorry Texas A&M team, but probably the worst team we have right. left, then it hurts. It hurts, like you yeah. said. Just hurts. It's going to be a steep uphill climb rolling into freaking last parts of this this SEC season. So I don't know, buddy. I don't know. What's what's your if you have a confidence level <laughs> to make it the tournament? Oh man. Uh... We'll go percentage, one hundred percentage. I think, you know, I, I think at this point, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty unconfident. I would say fifteen percent. You know, like it's it's certainly still possible, but I think at this point, it's a long shot. I just don't think um, if you can't beat Texas A&M at home, it's really it's yeah. really going to take a big change of a change of fortune and. I mean, obviously, it, it's tough for me to say that coming off of the Kansas game because we played extremely well, I felt like. But, I mean, it, just getting dominated like that at home uh, just, to me, just says this yeah. game just doesn't want it. And, and Paul, yeah. I mean, Pollins, like, came off that amazing game. And I want to say he only had four rebounds this week. So, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's – it's or, sorry, today, tonight, whatever. But, yeah. Um, so, that was kind of disappointing to see a guy that's – you know, one of the most athletic guys, if not the most athletic guy in the conference, only be able to pull down four rebounds in a game where there was like 65 up for grabs. So, exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, the frustration of Jordan Bound kind of continues. Uh, 
you saw his little run he had tonight. Like those two back to back baskets where I was like, Oh, we're back right, in this. Right. You know, it's it's game time, baby. Like if we have Jordan Bowden, I, I tweeted this out tonight, Jordan Bowden in attack mode is freaking sweet chin music <laughs> to the Tennessee Vols. Like that guy in the second half of the Kansas game was beautiful to watch. Like he has the talent. He just doesn't always have uh, you know, that attack mode mentality the mom mentality you know just for the guy it's like god man he if when he turns it on he's so good he's such a special athlete he's got a great first step he elevates over the top of people because he's got a great bounce on his jumper and he just seems to float away or he just seems to not have focus he had some bad turnovers back-to-back turnovers early in the later in the second or the sorry the first half and I just see Barnes get over there, and he's just like, "Go get him, go get him!" You know, he does the, you know, <laughs> the, you know the the side shuffle crossbody point oh, yeah. people oh, do yeah. to go get him. Yeah, because you know, I know, I know Ricky B. He wears those wears those sneaks for a reason, baby. He's got those Nikes on for a reason, <laughs> so he can he can bounce a little bit. You know, you gotta have that comfortability. So mobile and agile, uh, baby. You have to stay mobile and agile, hard style. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, but it's so frustrating to watch that guy. You know, it is. He's one day. He's he's a Jekyll and Hyde guy for sure. Like you just don't know what you're gonna get. You know, and I, honestly, that's mm-hmm. kind of the identity of this team. And I don't know if it's just because the team kind of takes on the identity of its leaders or what. But you know, one game I'll watch and I'll think, man, like this this could be a pretty good basketball team. And then the next game, yep. it's the Georgia game or it's the A and M game, and we just get totally taken to the woodshed. And I know it was a close game, but again, just the, the rebound differential is one of the worst I can recall as a Tennessee fan just watching basketball games. So to me, that's just yeah. like, I mean, that's a problem that on night or off night, you should be able to control that. You know, you can't necessarily control how well you shoot the ball, um, but you can, you can control to a certain extent how many rebounds you get, or at least not getting out rebounded by 25. Exactly. That's effort. That's just right. effort. You know, so and uh, yeah, turnover battle. Another way, well, Tennessee actually won the turnover battle tonight. But Josiah James, man, your boy has been struggling the last two. He, I mean, I hate to say it, but he was the X factor as far as the negative route goes against Kansas. Yeah. He made some very freshman like passes, some very freshman like plays that I've not really seen since very early in the season. Right. So kind of scares you, you know, because he's, I think he's had 10 turnovers and four assists Oof. the last two Oof. games. Not great, Not right? Great. Not, great. Not great. And he had a big zero yeah. in this, like, I don't think he scored at all against Kansas either. So, you know, oh, no. yeah, not really contributing on, on many fronts right now. Hopefully he can turn it around, but geez. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Yeah. Kansas stats. Josiah James. 06. Seven boards. Okay. Four assists, sorry. He's got six assists, ten turnovers, six turnovers against Kansas. Still point six, six assist-to-turnover ratio. That's uh... not <laughs> what you want to see out of your – I guess he's kind of been our starting point guard. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because he's one that brings the ball up. Scobies look better. Uh, he's definitely not turned the ball over. He didn't have a turnover against Kansas. He played really well. It missed some threes. But, I mean, that's going to happen. He took some good shots. Right. and. I thought he handled the ball well, um, did the same tonight. Uh, he's still got some flash. He makes those big, you know, those fun passes and things like that, which 
always get the team going at least, you know, add some energy. Right. Um, I think I think people are learning to play with him, and he's learning to play with them, and his nerves are gone, which that's a big part of it. But sure. yeah, you can't you can't lose you can't lose this Texas A and M team. No. I mean they've had they've had some ugly losses, dude. Ugh. They they went on a four game losing streak. Here was their run: Harvard. All these were at home: Harvard, Temple. Oh, who is this? <laughs> Oh my goodness! They lost to Fairfield, the Fairfield Stags at home. Oh my gosh! And oh, so this is not like one of those like weird teams. It's like you know eight zero at the point. Right? They were two. The, the Fairfield Stags were two and six. Goodness! Oh my gosh! What in the yeah. world, dude? That's yeah. brutal. Yeah. That's uh, yep. Yeah. And then they lost to Texas. Now they went on a three-game winning streak. They beat. The Georgia School for the Blind and the Deaf, Oregon State, <laughs> and Texas Southern. But yeah, not not a great run for them, man. So this is not a good team. They've had some bad losses. That's rough. And that adds up. That's the stuff that adds up against you. And like when, it, especially since I think Tennessee right now is in that uh, when they, they show like their next four out. Yeah, right? next four out. Some people even have them as like even the next next four out. I've seen so this yeah. like. It definitely pushes you out. I was looking at Joe Lenardi's bracket, like he had an updated bracket today, and mm-hmm. we definitely weren't in it. So, anyway, we'll and yeah. this only only hurts. So we'll have to play really well down the stretch to win, uh, or to to put yeah. ourselves in a place where we can make it into the NCAA tournament. But man, I don't know. Yeah, not great. Not a good luck heading in. Nope. But. Uh... Well, you want to move on to some football and some happy times because uh, who who is moving in? It's Mr. Jay yeah, Grant. Yeah, let's go. I'm pumped, man. That's big time news yeah. for the balls. Um, just got released, I guess, probably about an hour ago. They announced that he was he was coming to Knoxville, so that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, now he was with Texas A&M mm-hmm. previously, yep. so uh, weird little conundrum, not. But uh, now he was also the leader recruiter for. Uh, Evans, yeah, right? Zach Evans, lead recruiter at A and M. Who, I mean, A and M was was thought to be thoroughly in the mix until a couple of weeks ago, um, and that was a, around yeah. the time that there was kind of some rumors swirling that maybe Graham was on his way back, and then Tennessee at that time started to emerge into the picture. So, I thought, I think, really, Jay Graham coming to Tennessee is what has put um, us back in the running for Zach Evans more than anything else. I mean, the guy has a great relationship with with Evans and Evans being one of the top running backs in the country. Um, you know, he's got some question marks. People, there's some, maybe some reasons some teams are shying away from him, but he does have, you know, first round pick talent. He's a guy that he did win the M- offensive MVP at the uh, Under Armour All-American game. Uh, the, the dude's mm-hmm. a stud and could be a game changer if you can get him into the system and if he can kind of put his head down, get to work and kind of, block out everything else so yeah yeah that'll be a big time get and it's funny like all this weird stuff coming about the timing of all this like getting jay already having their crew established and then uh evans was on campus last weekend which from what i'd heard i don't let me know if you heard anything different but from what i'd heard is he not a lot changed because he already had interest he already had big interest in tennessee so it wasn't like this huge 
wow, that was it. You right. know, it was he he already had like a very very big interest in Tennessee, so it didn't seem like a whole lot changed from the visit. Right, and I know like he tweeted or I don't know maybe posted on his Instagram story or something. I saw it somewhere that he um, basically was really surprised with how nice Knoxville was when he got up there, and that he was talking about because I think. He'd probably been on campus, well, I think, one other time, but it may have been in the summer. So coming while, like, class is in session and there's actually people on campus, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was one of those things, like you said, where he's, like, shock and awe. This is amazing. This is the place I want to be. But, you know, he had a good time, good visit. And I think Tennessee, most people around the program feel optimistic about our chances heading into the weekend. Um, the one – I think the big hurdle that remains – is Georgia could potentially get the last visit. Um, and if that happens, he's been committed to Georgia before. He, he actually yeah. signed with Georgia and then was released from his um, LOI. Um, so letter of intent for those that don't follow recruiting. But um, anyway, he's – For the non-nerds <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, for the guys that aren't like consumed with it like me. Um, but anyway, he's, he's a guy that, man, he's – big time difference maker on the offense if, if you can keep him out of trouble and you can just kind of channel his talent and his uh and all of the things that are maybe going through his head onto the football field so yeah yeah i i mean this this jay graham get i mean for people who don't know like here's I, i'm just reading this this is an awesome list of running backs that he's coached all right, you ready for this? Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Freeman, Carlos Williams, James Wilder Jr., and Cam Akers, Trayvon Williams. Like, those are some studs, man. Jeez. Those were some freaking college studs. Uh, I mean, look what he did with Rajon Neal and Marlon Lane. Right. Too, you know? Yeah. Like, those were those were good years at Tennessee. Uh, and for those who don't know, I mean, he already he served a stint with uh, Cheney and – uh, and, and the com- and company back in uh, 2012, right? right? 2012, 2013. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so Jay Graham coming back. He he's served over. I mean, God, he's been he's been at least a graduate assistant since 2005. So the guy's been around. He's done his time. This is not like a Tennessee Homer boys thing. Like your boys, he has been around the block in a lot of good places: Chattanooga, San Diego, UT Martin, Miami, Ohio. Uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A and M. I mean, he's had he's had some really good success. So yeah. you know, now he's a uh, he's he's a big dollar value. Yeah. he was getting five, he was getting <laughs> five hundred fifty thousand for the nice paycheck. He, that was a nice little paycheck he was getting from Texas A and M. So I imagine ours is similar or probably a little bit more. Right. So yeah. you know, this coaching this coaching staff's salary it's getting real nice. So. <laughs> any of you boys need to send some extra cash down. You're like, I don't know what to do with all this. There's some student <laughs> loans that I'd like to get paid off. So well, Mike, if you got any, you could call up your boys and be like, Hey, I'm right here in Knoxville. Cash Come tag. send me some cash. My cash tag yeah. is a uh, big Mike pipe. If you want to send me money on cash app. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not sure my big mode is, app. but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what mine is either. I think it's like, I don't even know what my Venmo is. Well, <laughs> I just, I just, I usually like, what's funny is I feel like I only send money. I'm like, when, when am I going to get money? Okay? <laughs> I'm tired of like sending money to this damn app. I need some, I need to get some cash back. I'm, I'm bro. with you. It's a rare occasion, but occasionally I'll get on a uh, cash app and I won't know that I've got money in there. 
And that's a real good feeling. Oh, that's nice. You're like, that's nice. Man. I'll deposit 40 bucks right now for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, well, I mean, oh, good. I, I was just say, like, yo, I feel like all I send it for, I mean, I sent $25 for uh, some squares for, for for the Super Bowl today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm probably not getting anything back from that. Um, I send it, I send my probably around a hundred bucks for hundred to $150 every year. And, uh, for fantasy football or fantasy basketball. And I never get any of that money back. <laughs> so, like, like I'm just sending for betting odds. And I'm still losing, you know, just sending my, hey, one of these days, whatever. one of these days it'll come back around. Yeah. Thanks buddy. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Jay Graham, big get. I think, I think he was the highest paid running back coach in America when he was at A&M actually. So that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Dudes at least held in high regard, uh, down in Texas and pro- really all across the, all across the conference. So, um, mm-hmm. fans should be really excited about the get. It's a big hire. Yeah. Um, now also didn't the recruiting, uh, some of the guys actually moved up. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of uh, shuffling around. It was, uh, the, uh, the site two forty seven or twenty four seven. I never know. I think it's twenty four seven. But they released their top two hundred forty seven recruits. Um, and Tennessee now has eight guys in the top one fifty, which is that's pretty big. Um, most almost everybody moved up that was in the two to top two hundred forty seven recruits in the country. The only guy that slid down was Keyshawn Lawrence, which I don't really understand that move. Uh, Keyshawn's a guy that he's played really well. He's very versatile. He can play pretty much any position in the defensive backfield. And he had a great senior mm-hmm. he had a great senior season. Um, so I'm not sure what the thought process was behind sliding him down twenty spots, but I think literally everybody else in the ball's top one eighty moved up. Um, at least a spot no Omari Thomas moved up twenty or thirty spots. Uh, he's like in the top one hundred now. Harrison Bailey moved up. He had a big jump. I think he moved up like seventy spots. Yeah. In the top 70 to 80, I think oh, he wound up being 100. Didn't he? Yeah, so he's at 100 now. Um, I wasn't sure where he was at before, but he's a top 100 player now. Um, then Jalen Hyatt, a guy that is one of my favorite players in the class, he's a wide receiver, he's a burner from South Carolina. Um, could be really good. He might need a year in the strength and conditioning program just to put some weight on, but he's a guy that's got a lot of speed. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday. Um, both those guys are also burners. Um, I always get them confused, but I believe it's Callaway that's the one that's going to be. Uh, I think he was like the 150th player, so maybe the last guy in out of all yeah. ours in the top 247. So, um, anyway, yeah, we've got we've got a really strong class. I feel like, and then we're still in it with um, obviously Zach Evans, who's a composite five star prospect. He did get bumped just outside five star range. Um, May and they yeah. were mainly citing question marks around um, just if he could stay out of trouble, I think was the big thing. So, um, yeah, but which that sucks, you know, that sucks as an additive, like, but I get right. it, I understand it, but yeah. sucks to see a kid have to do that. You know, he's 17 years old, 18 years old, maybe. right? For sure. And like I said, I mean, the talent's definitely there. He, you know, wins the MVP at the all star game, he's one of the best players in the country. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I, it's funny, like, because I mean, Jalen Hyatt made such a he might have made the biggest move, but 
my goodness, like a lot of these guys, it's really nice, like how close a lot of these these kids are, man. I mean, Upper Georgia, Tennessee, all over the country, all the state, you know. Right. We were really I, this 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 class of Coach Niedemeyer and Pruitt, man. Like, there's a lot of talent that we're getting, and it's only gonna. Plus, you know, probably the biggest one was two or the two biggest ones were getting back uh, getting back our whole offensive line, and then adding on to with with Mays. Oh, yeah. So it's I mean, what more could you want? What more could you want to have uh, have the big fella come back too? So I'm totally blanking. Our Smith. offensive line. Yeah. Trey Smith, yeah. yeah, I was just losing. I mean, that's the biggest recruit we could possibly For get. Sure. We got him. For sure, just kept him home. I mean, really. So, gosh, dude, our we have the be- we've had the best offseason I can recall Tennessee football having since I've been a fan. I mean, it's it's crazy with keeping guys yeah. like Trey Smith, bringing in K Mays, and then adding Jay Graham to the staff, and then this recruiting class isn't the best we've had in ten or fifteen years, but it's a very solid recruiting no. class. Very very good recruiting class. Yeah. And I mean, it's only it could only get better if you had Evans, and then the other guy I was going to mention is Malachi Weidman. He's a guy out of Florida, currently a Florida State commit, mm-hmm. but he's like okay. six three, six four, got some good size, and he's just an athletic freak. Like he, I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, he'd play probably wide receiver, um, but so he's he's a he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. um, he's top. Probably top 100, if not top 100, definitely top 150. He made a big jump in uh-huh. the top 247. Um, so he's another guy that I think it's between us and uh, Florida State. Um, and then the last one is D Beckwith. He's a guy out of yep. Florence, Alabama. Um, he's not as highly rated, but he is a guy that I think a lot of people feel like could really make an impact um, in college. Just a lot of versatility. Could play wide receiver, could play tight end. He wants to play basketball as well, so I don't know how that'll pan out. But um, that's awful tough, Charlie Ward. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I, who all? I, I don't even know. Like who all has successfully done that? Uh, I know a few. I feel a few baseball players, but that's I don't know. There's been Besides a couple Charlie guys Ward, from I, South Carolina that have done it in the last five or ten years, but I don't really remember yeah. anybody outside of that, and I can't think of. Can't think of their names, yeah. but um, me neither. I know Stanley Asumnu tried to do it like maybe ten or fifteen years ago. Uh, wow, uh, <laughs> well, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, but he didn't pan out on the football field, unfortunately. I mean, he was a pretty good basketball player, but um, yeah, yeah, didn't really didn't really pan out for him. But yeah, so we'll see. Both of those guys would be on uh, Malachi Weidman's kind of the same boat. He'd like to play basketball, but both those guys are being offered football scholarships, so that would kind of be their first priority and then they can try to juggle both but most yeah. of the time when guys come That's... in saying that it ends up like they they try it for you know a month and it's like okay this isn't this isn't sustainable no yeah. and i mean like that's that's two different kinds of physical shapes for sure like i, I don't know if you i mean did you did you play basketball in high I school did. yeah okay so you remember like when the football players would come back in and like, there's just like a two or three week adjustment that those guys would come back from playing football, and you know, good for Ray County. Like we had our football guys, they they were usually taking good runs in the state, so it overlap into basketball, and they'd have to come back in, and they're dying <laughs> the first two to three weeks just because it's not, it's just so constant compared to short bursts. Right. So I, I can't even imagine. Now, obviously, it's. That probably I don't know if it ups the ante or 
or or how that kind of it maybe it balances out a little bit more because you are in such great shape from football, but also the game's so much faster and stuff in basketball. So I I can't tell you if it's so if it's different. It's just the same, but in an elevated level. So I don't know. I, that would be almost impossible for me to think about because also uh, I had a, a friend of mine that said he went to um, the UT softball hitting camp for for uh for his daughter mm. and he went up there and they had the netted part off from the weight room he's like those are some very large humans <laughs> that walk in that weight room that are definitely football players um and they're a little bit different they're a little bit double c thicker <laughs> than the old basketball guys so I, I can't imagine like trying to keep that kind of weight on but also trying to do longevity for for basketball it's just yeah different kinds of athletes now i know they're not quite the athletes we are (laughs) yeah you know not quite on our level but i mean give them a few (laughs) years in the snc program they might get there yeah i mean i'll I'll tell you what i this morning i woke up and i was like i'm i'm or i said last night i was like i'm going to work out in the morning because i will not be able to because i want to watch the balls game we got to do the pod i've got a few other things to do i was like hey if I don't go work out in the morning, it's not happening. we're not going to go work out. <laughs> and so I went this morning, and I feel terrible. <laughs> uh, you ever try to do a squat at 5.30 yeah. in the morning? It does not feel <laughs> right, my friend. Oh. You can take all the caffeine you want. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I, my body feels weird. I can imagine. I don't think I've ever hit it at 5.30. Maybe maybe been doing squats by 6.10 or so You know, for a 6 a.m. workout, yeah. but – I don't know that I've ever been yeah. up quite that early. Yeah, it's 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 not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I, 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 I once again, I, there's a lot of things I'm not tough enough to do, and I don't know on the reg. Every once in a while, I need it. Like today, there's uh, you know I didn't work out yesterday. A little sore. I'm doing this little three day, three days on, one day off split mm-hmm. right now. So I needed to get back at it, and I knew that you know I could come home, and I've got I've got some some wheat thins and hummus. I've got some, I had some burgers made. I was like, I could go ham when I get home and not work out. <laughs> and it'd just be a, just be an absolute dumpster fire. And then tomorrow night, if I get busy again, you know, there's a Zaxby's trip all in this order. So don't want to, don't want to ruin it. You know how it goes. It's just a, it's, oh, a, it's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster ride. So mm. yeah, there's my little <laughs> tangent of my diet and how my physical life is right now. So, Hey, we've, we've yeah. all been there. Some of us are there right now, you know, so. Um, <laughs> Some of us are there. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and then I think the other thing, too, with them trying to play two-way sports is, like, you also have to factor in the Tennessee's got maybe their best ever recruiting class coming in. So, it's like, oh, those yeah. are the guys you're going up against. They're guys that are, you know, five, close to five, all three of them are close to five stars. The two of them actually being, like, legit five stars. Um, yeah. and then they're going to be spending their entire time focusing on basketball and you're going to be trying to focus on football and basketball. I mean, it's just not, not a winning formula. No, yeah. it's really not. And, and also next year is going to be very, very different for this basketball team because guys like Eve Ponds, John Fulkerson have spots, but are they going to start? Right. I don't know. You know, Euros Plavich is very needed, but is he going to get any better? Like these guys are going to be working. Oh, yeah. If you know anything about Rick Barnes' off seasons, 
Guys work. Guys get better. Look at Eves this year. If he can even take the same amount of like a jump percentage, right. holy crap, this guy's going to be all SEC top talent. Sure. Um, I know that's tough because, you know, there's a lot of skill that, you know, he still needs to work on. But, man, if he comes close and yeah, Euros is going to need to take some big steps. Fulke, uh, as talked about tonight on the broadcast, they're like, this guy, this guy could wind up being comeback player, not comeback, but uh, most improved player of the year. So, you know, who knows? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to be answered because these guys are going to have to work. And this is a year that you're going to have to learn to be a lot better. And this offseason, if he's fresh and want to play, they're going to have to work really hard as well. They're super talented. Um, I didn't hear. Do you, did you know how the uh, IMG Springer game went up in Knox Catholic this weekend? Did you hear anything about yeah, that? Yeah, so the IMG Catholic game, is that what you're – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. IMG won, but only about like two points, I think. It was super close. Really? Yeah. Um, Catholic gave them all they wanted, really. Um, but, you know, Catholic's got a guy that's committed to Tennessee. He's a sophomore right now. Um, yeah. Just recently committed. But they've got him. They've got this guy named Blue Kane that's a freshman that just made it on Sports Center for a pretty nasty dunk. Um, yeah, Windwheel's nice. Yeah, it was, it was dope. So, um, I mean, they've got a good team, but I was surprised that, you know, IMG is, you know, considered one of the best basketball teams in the country. And, I mean, Catholic game all they wanted. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I figured a lot of people were going to be in there because, uh, you know, Springer's probably the first time a lot of people were going to get to see him. Before he steps on on stage, tops the bowling, you know. Right. So uh, I figured there'd be quite a few people out. I imagine, you know, I know Maurer and Mays and T Higgins. They were all there. So pretty cool, pretty cool atmosphere for that guy. I hope he felt the love. Uh, hope the Knox Catholic guys felt the love because, like you said, they have some they have some talent. I went and so, watched them play. Uh, <laughs> I was way off. Yeah. The game was not close. My, my It wasn't close. <laughs> my brother went. Yeah, I, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was a close game. So he must have left like right before the end or something. But Yeah, they might have, they might have spaced it yeah, out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Knox Catholic, like I, watching them, a little Ray County is not great. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, right. And uh, Knox Catholic comes in and, a couple of our friends are associated with one of our friends. Uh, he, he coaches on the Knox Catholic staff and on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And his name's Rara. He's a good dude. He's part of our fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And then one of our other friends that are on our fantasy group, he coaches for Ray County. So we kind of just made a little thing of it. Me and my buddy, JJ, who's our fearless leader and uh, commissioner. We all went down and uh, man, that Knox Catholic team's one of those. It's like, how the crap would we have guarded them in high school? You know, they're they've got like a legit six ten, six eleven guy. They've got a six eight guy. Uh, Blue was really good. Uh, their little point guard, who's the Tennessee commit, is fantastic. He didn't have to show out a whole lot, but you can just tell his the, the basketball instinct thing. That young, that's when you say that's when you see the separation in kids. It's like, yeah, there's gonna be some freak athletes appear. But it's the guys that have like good basketball instincts already at 15, 16 years old. It's like, oh wow, right. he gets it. Right. You know, he really gets it. Uh, just picking up on different things, knowing tendencies. Uh, he, you know, he just toyed with kids. And I hate to say that's, I hate to say that to be like mean or overly competitive or however you want to describe how I'm saying this. But like, whenever you're just able to dominate and just 
back tip any kid you want or steal it from and know like as soon as they walk across half court it's like I'm just so much better than you uh, that's when you kind of know it's like he's a separator he was really good he just controlled the offense so right. there's a lot of good talent for the next three or four years and I'm so excited oh, yeah for sure I really like the direction the program's headed in I just think this is just one of those years where in addition to having a lot of talent leave early or you know but with bone leaving and then um and then obviously losing Lamonte Turner as well. I mean, it's just kind of, I think the cover's a little drier than you're, and you even knew just losing Grant. Because, I mean, even though he left early too, most people I think kind of were expecting him to leave. Um, yeah. But even with expecting to lose guys like him and Schofield and Alexander, um, you still weren't expecting, I don't think, to play this year without Bone and without Turner. So, and I, yeah. and I think that's the place where you really, you're missing missing a player the most like you'd love to have a, a solid ball handler that can really facilitate the offense without turning the ball over and I mean Josiah James is doing his best but he's a he's a guy that's really young he's got a long way to yeah. go um and then Viscovi is a primary ball handler I mean I like him but he turns the ball over quite a bit as well but he's only been in the program for yeah. a couple of months so yeah. having a guy like Bone or having a guy like Turner really if if a healthy Turner both those guys could be game changers for this team, and we're probably looking for sure. Probably looking at you know an additional two wins this season. I think you definitely beat Texas that Texas A and M team, A and M team with either of those guys. Um, yeah, and then maybe pick up another win, or maybe even beat that Kansas team if you have the guy like Bone or have a guy like Turner who can yeah. pitch in and score. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Be, yeah, the what if game's kind of kind of sad and heartbreaking because especially <laughs> now. Look at Jordan Bone. He's out here playing for the Detroit Pistons. Um, so, right. like all, it's funny because I, I was I was a little wor- not worrisome, but I, I just thought, ah, you know. And I, I know Kyle and Bone have kind of floated around both uh, the G League, but they've actually played a lot more real NBA ball than I thought they would their first year. Right. Uh, both both have really good spots, and I think both are going to be good solid NBA players. Like they're gonna they're gonna have little careers. Right. And to be honest, it's it's a well coached, well coached staff, and well, you know, I thought that man, these guys really did it. Like these guys are these guys are going to make it. I, Grant's doing exactly what I thought Grant to do, what I would do. Be honest, kind of sucks for Admiral because he's just on a crap happy Wizards team. Right. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. There's there's guys that are these guys are going to carve out roles in the NBA. So good for them to go and get their get their money while they can and. And I understand, like, it would have been really tough. Like, Jordan Bone would have been on a on a map. He would have been SEC player of the year type stuff because he would have had to have been right. for us to do well. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm with you. The what-if game stuff. But well, did you see Grant Williams? We don't have him. Did you see Grant Williams' technical foul he got the other day? No. <laughs> so, it was probably one of the lamest technical fouls I've ever seen. So, he, he – uh, I think he, he was playing – Who's Boogie play for now? Is he still with the Warriors? No, he's with the Lakers now, right? No, he's he yeah, Lakers, yeah, yeah. Lakers. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing the Lakers, and uh, apparently Boogie was saying something to him right before he takes this three. Well, Grant shoots the three, hits it, um, and then just kind of turns around and just kind of gives him just a small thumbs up, and like Boogie or whatever. And the ref immediately tees him up, and I was like, "What? I didn't." I- oh. I did see the end of that because they were both laughing because Boogie, like they were like being buddies, <laughs> like they know each other. They were just laughing, like and Boogie lost yeah. it. I remember seeing that him on the bench because he was, yeah, he was in a suit. 
Yeah. Dang, dude, that's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that because I remember seeing that after that because that Laker Celtics team was huge, you know? It was like, oh, snap. Right. But, yeah. Oh, man, good times. Good times. Mm. Yeah. Well, got anything else, brother? Oh, nah, man, I think that's it. We've hit it all. Apologies for uh, screwing up that Catholic game. I talked – my brother went to that, and I was like, how was it? He was like, oh, it was real close. You know, it was like a two-point game. I guess you're saying at one point maybe it was close, but it ended being almost a 20-point difference. So, anyway, yeah. apologies to all the listeners. Right. They're like, God, these guys don't know anything. <laughs> well, you've, you've nailed it. We're just here. We just like to talk We're just about having it. a good time. <laughs> We're just having a good time for as long as we can, okay? Until you guys was like, get them off. <laughs> get them out of here. Oh, man. So, we've not, we've not had a lot of hate mail yet, so I think oh, we're good. God. I'll yeah. change that this week. All right, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Fall fans, as always, where can they find you? Find me at Big Mike Pipe on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm a good follow. I'll tweet mostly stuff about UT, so why not? Yeah. Always where, follow my boy. He's, uh, he's got our stuff. <laughs> where can they find He'll you? He'll take care of us. Uh, MC Green 423 on the Twitters, Chaser3050 on Instagram. and But mainly, if you are in the Chattanooga, the greater Chattanooga area, or, heck, if you're in East Tennessee, follow the Chattanooga Titans fans, man. Or Chattanooga Titans and Chattanooga Balls fans. Uh, got a lot of fun stuff going on. These watch parties, we had a really great time this last Saturday. Had a nice little 15, 20-person crowd up in the front room. Uh, you know, it was our first week for the for the Chattanooga Balls fans. So, there was a little, a little rough patch early on. I think there was actually a, a group that was sitting on the other side. They didn't know we were in the front room. So, yeah, hey. We're we're working it out, but everybody's really excited about the next. Uh, we're gonna do this for the probably the Kentucky game okay. Saturday, Parkway Poorhouse. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be in the Great White North to see the lady, but hey. uh, you guys can carry on if without me. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, we'll be back, man. We're gonna keep doing the watch parties. It's been a lot of fun. So yeah, stay tuned for that. So Chattanooga Vols fans, come follow our group. It's a good time on Facebook. So. All right, Mike Pipe. I appreciate you again, Absolutely. brother. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You stay classy. Oh, man. You're under my feet forever. And I'm staring back at me. And it's